1: Welcome to the Thought Police, brought to you by Manscaped.com. And it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for you to start upping your game. Because if you've got discomfort in that part of your body, this is the way to fix it, right? Fear no more, because Manscaped are the kings of crutch comfort. That's what they're calling themselves. Uh, They've designed the best and most comfortable boxer briefs out there. They're sleek, they're soft, they're comfortable and flexible. They're brand new boxers, 2.0 from Manscaped. They take your balls to the royal ball throne and I can tell you this is true because Kevin O'Sullivan has got some and he's told me that the below the waist grooming champions have finally sorted everything out for him. Uh, The lawnmower 4 for the trimming so you can wear the boxers for the chilling they even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious Uh, and I think it's time you invested in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using our code which is police at manscaped.com. That's right, you get 20% off plus free shipping with our code police at manscaped.com. You won't regret it, of course, because you get loads more than just the boxes, right? Uh, This is when you know that you're in the right area. They've got a lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below the waist grooming. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents because you don't want any of those, do you? Uh, And then, of course, beyond ball cleaning, uh, Manscaped is also focused on comfort with these new boxes. The dual pouch is designed to cradle your boys in their own special space lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated so you know exactly what you need to do uh, if you've never used manscape before this is a great example of it a great thing to do get onto their website they've got loads of other great stuff as well and it really is very very high quality so once again 20% off free shipping with our code police at manscape.com you get free shipping get everything right and get it all in the right place with us the thought police and manscaped and now it's time for the podcast <laughs> is the bit where you pay a few quid extra every month and we tell you some stories that we haven't told you before um which is actually great and it doesn't actually make us millionaires or anything like that it doesn't mean we make a bunch of money but the people that put it together including pooch you know, need to be paid for what they do, so that's why we do it, um, it's actually cheaper than fucking Netflix and you don't have to watch <laughs> Megan fucking Markle either, so uh, you know it's actually quite that nice, cunt. now um, you of course have told us the stories, and we've talked about our life stories and you've been talking about your first job in journalism uh, down at the Wimbledon, Wimbledon News and the Sutton you know, Herald, yeah. which was the only apparently the only paper in the world that didn't cover Wimbledon, yeah,
0: yeah the Wimbledon, <laughs> Wimbledon News is policy, was, we don't cover Wimbledon don't tennis. Cover the tennis, the either. only fucking time yeah. anyone's talking about Wimbledon and we didn't cover it. But what about your first well, job? Mate? I ended that? up
1: working in a rather odd place called the Asian Post, right? Because I did that thing where uh, yeah. I did a couple of years at university, decided that... It two
0: first years.
1: Yeah, two first years. It wasn't really for me. <laughs> I still didn't really get it right. And uh, I thought, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go and get a job in Fleet Street. And I went down to... Um, to see the editor of the and West Evening Chronicle. Yeah. who was a bloke whose name I forget, but he was basically one of those sort of dipshits who runs a local newspaper you know, he thought he was fucking Jack the lad <laughs> So many of them he was about 35 tossing. 36 yeah. because he was quite Get an important figure what the fuck is that noise uh, uh, I mean, that's uh, crisps that, uh, that is crisps LaDonna can you tell him to yeah, stop yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't do the crisps yeah. no you're fine you're right. Yeah. don't worry about it um, just don't fucking keep doing it um, so <laughs> um, I said to this guy I said so what do I do uh, if I want to be a journalist and he said I'm sure his name is Neil somebody and he had this little office in the bath and west even called westminster press and they used to have their own training area which was in hastings i think and um he said well what you'll do is you'll go through an interview process right and you might uh, if you make it be hired by westminster press and what we'll then do is we'll send you on a training course for a year where you'll learn shorthand a little bit of the law You'll learn about uh, how to do basic reporting and, you know, we'll train a you. Year. A year? A in, year in a college, right? Journalism college. Fucking right? hell. Right. And, um, and he said, then what we'll do is we'll bring you to the paper in Bath and you'll be what's called an indentured journalist. Yeah, indentured, yes. Yeah. So like be, an apprentice. And you'll be like an apprentice. And I said, then how much do I get for that? And he went, £3,700 a year which yeah. wasn't terrible at that time, but I was making more than that working the fucking bakery,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Um, during the holidays. So I said, okay, and then what happens? He says, well, then... Making another, a
0: lot of bread. Then there's another two
1: years. <laughs> Very good. There's another two years of that. And then in the year three, after the... You've now done three years. As in year four, we'll, you'll qualify to be a proper you know, reporter for the Bath and West Evening Chronicle. And I said, how much do you get for that? He went 5,700. And I thought, hang on a minute. This is fucking shit. Well, Why would I work for four years for this fucking specky-eyed cunt yeah. uh, who wants to pay me no money, uh, who wants to send me to Neil Hastings. Neil Cunt. Neil Cunt. The to editor to of Hastings, the Bath shithole. Right, to learn how to fucking take notes about things, and mm. then he's going to bring me back to make tea for everybody, pay me fuck all money. And I said to myself and him, I said, well, to be honest, in four years' time, I think I can get into Fleet Street. He went, oh, I thought you will find us more difficult than it looks. I went, well, you fucking watch me, mate. So I walked out of his office and thought, oh, I'm never going back there. And I then decided to apply for every fucking job that there was in the back of a, um, a trade paper called the UK Press Gazette, which is still going. Still,
0: what, um, so is, is it, um online? Is it
1: online only now? Yeah, they don't publish But it used it, to be the sort of Bible. And I applied for some of the most ridiculous jobs you've ever heard of in your life. I applied to be editor of Camera Magazine, which was the uh, real ale. Yeah,
0: they were always advertising that. Like, I, I went for that. an
1: interview with them, right? And I kid you not, it was in St Albans with a load of beardy fucking blokes with sandals on, beardy, beardy, drinking right. fucking real ale. <laughs> and I thought, this is not for me. No, no. no. Uh, I applied for. A, I nearly got. Uh, I got to. I got shortlisted for editor of the Shoe and Leather News. The Shoe right? and Leather News, right? Which was also a trade paper um about shoes and leather funnily
0: well like. i guess so it wasn't even interesting yeah, was the even clue like, was in the time it wasn't right? even
1: like s and m leather and shoes it was like really boring uh, uh luckily i didn't get that because i didn't think i was old enough i was only 21. Um, uh, and, and they were worried about your knowledge of leather yeah, and, well, shoes.
0: Yeah, and shoes and shoes and anything yeah, your um, expertise <laughs> in in the but, field of footwear the
1: one job that i did get was a, a job that was advertised for a paper called the asian post which was a setting as it was a startup as we would now right. call it and it was have you ever heard of a magazine called india today no. in india of course you haven't well it's like the time magazine of india it's quite a big deal you know they've got quite a big circulation because there's two billion fucking fuck people india. well there's two billion fucking people in india you know you can sell a hundred million okay, i couldn't fucking give droplets. a fuck
0: about any of them yeah but you know when they're all dying of covid i thought well fucking good yeah that's great. Uh, now we did discover. Not only is Kevin a by total the way, of they, cunt. they never He's did a fucking fa- racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not racist. It's just the like. Why uh, don't you like Indians? Xenophobia. <laughs> it's just a, a, a natural, deep-seated hatred of all foreigners. It's not racism. He did once tell me that he got it from his dad. But that's another story. No, I didn't my, my dad was a racist. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a ra- he really was a racist. I'm not a racist. Anyway, no, cuz I don't like not. foreigners, but no, then again don't like I foreigners. don't like people in Britain either. I don't like fucking anyone. He just doesn't like people. No. That's no. Sad, so anyway, you me. were working for well, anyway, so uh so I got a job yesterday. working for the Asian Post, right? right yeah. Um which was an attempt to
1: sell a magazine, Time magazine style, um a weekly. News magazine to the Asian community in Britain because at that time it was becoming quite big. It was becoming quite a big deal politically, um, and it was run and owned by this really cool guy who used to work for the de- the, the Sunday People, um, uh, an Asian guy you know, called Chotu Karadia, okay. who had actually been the guy they used to use to, to sting all the arranged marriage brigade. Oh, okay, right? and he used to work for a guy called Laurie Manifold. I know Laurie. Remember Laurie? Yeah. And so he was the investigations guy at the Sunday People. So this guy was a proper, you know, kind of Fleet Street journo took a shine to me and the, the the magazine ended up being caught up in two of the most horrific and most amazing sort of financial scandals yeah. that ever fucking happened one was the johnson matthew banking scandal i don't know if you know remember that you probably don't but what happened was it was the big bang my sister was working in the city right yeah because everybody was suddenly going oh commodities what's that mm. she didn't even know what they were she got a job working for this Indian company. Um, which was run by some uh, Indian billionaires called uh, Raj and somebody uh, near Mal Setia uh-huh. they had big offices around the back of right, um, right. um, Grazing Road and um, it turns out that Indian banks are corrupt. I don't <laughs> know if you remember the BCCI. <laughs> Knock
0: me down with yeah, a
1: feather the BCCI <laughs> scanner right so her boss this guy called Setia had gone to the Bank of Baroda which was an Indian bank but based in London and said I've got this shipment of sugar coming from Nigeria And um, the thing is, uh, we need to borrow some money against it before it actually gets here. And they were like, how much do you need? And they went like 50 million or something like that. Anyway, kept doing these deals with the Bank of Baroda. There never was any fucking sugar. Uh And the sugar never arrived. It was never delivered. Nobody knew where it was. As a result of that, Johnson Mathy, which was like a a merchant banking house, they loaned even more money to these Indian banks because they wanted to keep them sweet. And basically the Indian banks would give hookers to the guys who were in the city to keep them sweet. They would be paid in um, by some of the Johnson Matthew people in fucking cases of whiskey because in India the biggest currency is whiskey. Cause they all okay. whiskey, right? Anyway, the whole thing came fucking crashing down around everything. And my sister rang me one day and said, um, The fucking fraud squad have just raided our office. And I went, What? And it turned out to be one of the biggest financial scandals of all time. What about you, though? What, well, what I was, well, I was then mixed up in that, because I, that was how I got into Fleet okay, because right, I started right. feeding this stuff to the Times, Okay, right? And I said, I can give you chapter and verse on okay, exactly good what's stuff. happening uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she said, that one of the funniest things that happened was that this guy, Setia, had a driver. He had a big fuck-off Rolls-Royce, big house in Hendon. And when the police came running through the doors, the driver was straight downstairs into the basement, tipping out bags and bags of cocaine that he had in his fucking uh, car because he thought it was a drug squad.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it, wasn't ah, a squad, ah, it was the drug squad. It was the fraud squad. We know. wouldn't have given a shit about it's the cocaine? Back down the drain. <laughs> get the fucking cocaine up. <laughs> shit, yeah, it was an amazing time. <laughs> yeah, wrong time. Co- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it through the drain. Setia,
1: her boss Setia, ended up being jailed um, in Dubai, I think, because he was he mm-hmm. went on the run. I mean, it's a massive thing. Uh-huh. I ended up on the other side of it with a guy, a Pakistani shipping magnate, who ended up buying the Asian Post. He right. was also a crook. He was into film. He made a film, uh, produced a film with Michael Caine. All sorts of stuff went on. It was quite an extraordinary right. time, right. and I sort of was able to somehow shoehorn all of that knowledge into doing stuff for Fleet Street, which okay. is why so I that's up. how you
0: got into Fleet Street. So that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, I used to just so. When I worked at the Wimbledon News, right, that's my first job. So it was full of all these fucking sharp, but local paper standards. And they were quite. They were sharp asses. So. Uh, on around about Thursday every week so all local papers came out on a Friday so all the people who worked on local papers if they had a good story would sell it to Fleet Street and mainly in the Sunday yeah. papers. This is back in the fucking bloody late 70s and you could still get a thousand quid for a story it was l- big money you those, could get loads big money in those days and uh, so you're always looking for stories so uh, it's my first job I'm sitting there I'm a junior reporter on the fucking Wimbledon News and the, the, the editor was this guy called Peter Miller who used to do shifts on the Sunday Mirror and the Sunday People I remember Peter Miller yeah yeah he was went, he the guy that ended up at the ski resort uh, uh, the express is he went was to he the get, guy that ended up at the ski resort uh, no that was uh, that was uh, their, who was that other one? Lemon. Um, what was it? PJ. Uh, that's right PJ Wilson PJ Wilson, PJ Wilson. Right. fucking lunatic yeah. he was a fucking yeah, yeah. thief yeah when when, when uh, so you know he's talking about Lo- Laurie Manifold right so Laurie Manifold was the legendary investigations editor of the Sunday People he went back to the old days he used to be the news editor and he was like an old school news editor and so when I was first working there as a young reporter I used to get seconded to his shit investigations but he did some great in his time he did the smoking beagles remember yeah. that, that was him. So he, he was a really legendary journalist, but you know he, he was in the uh, the sunset years of his career. Anyway, so he, I used to get seconded to him, and he had this thing. He would send you someone said, "Go to Dunstable on the train uh, and phone me when you're there," and you didn't even know what the story was. It was all like because he, he was cloak and dagger he always thought everyone was trying to con him so uh, I go, what's the story I'll tell you the story when you get there <laughs> you know so, so you get that. so I used to go to these places you know like fucking Liverpool he said, I said, he said phone me as soon as you're out of the station and so I go uh, well, I'm out of the station and he'd go tell me what you're looking at because he, because he they didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I went up to all these places every single time. So, so after about four of these, you know, I go. He says, go to Brighton. What, what? So I got there, and he goes, what are you looking at? I said, I'm looking at your wife. She's in the back of a car. Some cunt's fucking her ass off. <laughs> <laughs> he never asked me to do that, that again. That. Um, uh, but yeah, so when I was on the Wimbledon news, people, so it was this sort of uh, nest of vipers so what i couldn't work out was so so the, peter, an early, it's peter an early miller expedition. peter miller this sharp ass awful editor used to nick all our stories and sell, sell them to uh, fleet street first before us and uh, so, what? So the Wimbledon news was full of misinformation yeah. because we, we used just had to put the wrong names, the wrong addresses, and everything, so that Miller couldn't nick our stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when I first, uh, when I Brilliant. finished university, right, um, and I, you know, I just write, my mum wrote out for 110 local papers. Uh, and I got, ended up getting off at eight jobs out of them. And Miller uh, called me up and he said, it, it was good, actually. He said, he said, look, you know, I've seen your CV and you're a bright kid. I like you. Know, he said, but, you know, he said, journalism isn't about degrees and, you know, writing beautiful English. It's about getting stories. He said, so uh, i tell you what. He said, I'll tell you what. You come back to see me in one week's time. Uh, and in the meantime, you get me six stories. And he said, well, where do you know? At the time I was li- living with my parents, and so was, we had a paper called the Kingston Borough News. So was, that was quite close. So he said, go to Kingston, get me six stories, mm. all right? So uh, I had some mates who worked on local papers. I said, how'd you get stories then? He said, well, we'll they just said, well, why don't you phone up the council press office? Mm. So I phoned up the Kingston council press officer. It was Graham something or other, and I always remembered him because he did me a big favor. So I went in to see him, and he said, to, Well, he said, Well, yeah, you know, it's coming up to Christmas, there's always these stories about that. He said, what, Why don't you do a story about, you know, beware of pickpockets, police, and all this sort of the and, and then he went, and then he went, he went, he, yeah, and he gave me a few stories about like traffic schemes and shit like that. And he goes, and He went, I wonder if I should tell you this. He said, Do you know what? I'm gonna tell you. So what it was was that Kingston had gone into It's a Knockout. Right. Right. <laughs> They'd just been over the, some shithole in Belgium or something to film it with uh, Eddie Waring and all that. Anyway, the Kingston team, <laughs> the Kingston team got completely rat-assed <laughs> and, and they lost to the Belgians, so they beat them up. Right. So they... <laughs> great fight piss <laughs> and uh, so the BBC were banning them from the fucking series so he told me all about this and of course I, I didn't, you know I just thought you probably didn't know why, it well, I didn't story predict know. you know I just thought oh, that's quite interesting I suppose you know so I wrote up these stories really badly you know yeah. Kingston Council wants to ban Pink Pocket to, anyway so, uh, so, so I took in my six stories that I've written up mm. and I always remember I gave them to Peter Miller and he's going yes that's a Quite good. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who told you about this? Huh. What's this one? Who told you? Is this true? I said, well, yeah. He yeah. said, so who told you? Some said, well, the council and press He said, thank you. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, you've got the job. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, I'll, 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 we'll send you a letter and we'll tell you what it is. So I was shooed out of the office. And of course, he got. And it was the splash. It, it was the, the splash. It was the front page story in the Sunday Mirror. That's the I mean. He sold the fucking thing. What were your first bylines? Oh, uh, yes. Now there's an interesting one. We uh, used to do church notes. That was my first picture byline. Let me
1: just repeat what I because I can't hear
0: uh, I used to do Church Notes, and uh, my first big picture byline uh, in the Wimbledon News. Which church so we, Notes? Yeah, so we used to do. Oh, and I used to, I used to do Consumer Watchdog as well. Where well, I used to have to go to fucking shops and compare prices of butter and peas. Yeah, don't don't go to uh, Spa in Wimbledon High Street, go to Londis. I bet in you didn't do that
1: now because they fucking complain, Probably not. They would go, well, what have you got against our shop?
0: yeah as church notes as well like stories from the churches yeah so we had three paper three main papers were the Wimbledon news the Mitcham news and the Morden news yeah. and uh, the, so they were pretty much the same papers but they had to separate front pages and separate gossip columns on the back yeah. so the uh, Wimbledon gossip column was called Scene at the green and uh, Mitcham was called uh, oh, fucking hell, uh, f- fairground news or something because it used to be a fairground mm. town and uh, the 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 uh no that's all right the news was village scene uh, the Mitcham news was seen at the green, Mitcham Green, and then Morden news uh, was a crown and a round because there was a town, there, a big tower block called uh, 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 the, the Crown Tower. That's the
1: shittest answer
0: yeah. to that question. Yeah, yeah. and we used to, we used to um, so we used to call it Boredom in Morden. Uh, so, anyway, I, I, so I used to get... So, a, what was your first byline? Well, my first byline... Well, my first... Fuck's sake. My first byline was some it, old bollocks it? about... You know, you, 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 it was pretty easy to get on the front page of a local paper. But well, shouldn't New you remember traffic, it, though? Shouldn't huh? you remember it the no, first time you didn't got didn't it? Really didn't
1: really care. care. He doesn't He doesn't remember. Huh? Um, well, I mean, I think my first byline was in the Bath Herald, which is a weekly paper. They started up um, all these papers during a journalism strike. There was an NUJ strike. So, all the papers didn't come out for a while. So, all the people like with mister Press went well we're going to produce a weekly paper and I somehow got a fucking music column in it and I think it was a fucking review of The Cure or something like that uh, when I first saw my name improve my first major I would have been in The Sun um, in 1983 and I was very excited because it was like a page seven lead or something and then the fucking paper didn't come out <laughs> printing fucking cunts went on strike he loves that the fucking printers <laughs> printers fucking went on strike and, and butt- I'm like standing by the news and I'm like fucking really excited When's, when, when did you get the paper the guy's not coming out tonight I said what do you mean it's not coming out I'd seen the page proof and everything and it didn't fucking get printed
0: no, my first buy was Consumer Watchdog, uh, and also Church Notes. That was my first job on, on local papers. You can't. You've done Welsh's then. Well, I've done Church Notes. It's been it. welches, uh, it's been fucking downhill ever since. Church. church Notes with the Reverend O'Sullivan. I tell you, I got sacked from the Sutton Herald uh, because. By then, I was chief reporter at the Sun-Herald, so I went from the Wimbledon News, trans, same company, transferred there. Yeah. as chief reporter, and by then I was quite a little hotshot, so I was selling stories, left right at Senator Fleet Street, and I was doing three, three or four shifts a week in the evening at the Sun, and then I used to do a Saturday shift at the People. I used to get 60 quid for a fucking... So back to your salary, my first fucking wage on the Wimbledon News was £12.50. 12 pound 50 a week I used to get. Uh, That paid for my car, for my fucking flat, everything. Anyway, well we used to get 15 quids worth of expenses as well, but uh, when I was on the uh, the Sutton Herald, I used to do all these shifts and the the editor, this bloke called Ron Stiles, Oh, actually we 've got to do a whole section on Ron Stiles. we should no, he was in the fucking war <laughs> and so he, he was Tom a rear Stunt. gunner. It's a great no page. no he was, he, he was a rear gunner, and he had all these fucking ticks and so so we'd be talking to you and he'd go, have you written, have you written the, the, the front page dJs and you go uh yeah, Ron, just about to do it what we're gonna kind of, and then he would go." <laughs> <laughs> and he had this method to kick himself out and he'd go yes well you've got to get the copy done right now and we said that like this news editor called Joan Mulcaster was this old bag who was quite funny. she have been there for years. Cigarette. And every will don't you stop fucking around and write that page lead, will you? Anyway, Ron would come over to her and go, do Joan, We're going to need a picture. All right. And she said he cut cut. And then Jonah go. Jonah go. For fuck's sake, Ron, don't start diving. And then he go. <laughs> it's fucking... But anyway, uh, so uh, so Crazy. I used to do all these shifts, and uh, so I got up to do uh, a shift on the sun, and the then night news editor, Alan Watkins, said to me, "Oh, we, we're splashing on the weather, but they really fucked it up. You know, uh, can you put it together? And, you know, so, so I said sort of something like, you yeah, br- br- uh, know, br- br- blizzard-battered Britain shivered into the record books last mm. night and all this kind of crap. And so... The chief sub came out and said, "Yeah, nice job. Uh, do you want you want a byline?" It was like the um, big front front page splash, and and Ron Stiles <laughs> he banned me from doing shifts. So I had to do them secretly. So I said, do "You want a byline?" And it's just like the front page of the fucking Sun. So I, I knew that it would be like <laughs> getting the shit. So I said, "Yeah." And anyway, when I went into so that shift didn't finish at about three in the morning, I went to fucking to work the next morning and sat an on about ten o'clock. And, and there's a copy of the psalm in my byline and a sort of brown envelope. It. it just said, "You're fired." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the end. Brilliant.
1: Fantastic. Well, I think that's a pretty good chapter for the next uh, uh, for the next couple of uh, episodes of yep. Patreon. Yep. Um, if you haven't got Patreon, um, you should tell people to get it. Um, and of course we have to thank an awful lot of people who oh, are yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. uh, production. I'll leave it to you, Mike. You're going to leave it to me? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to find it
0: now. because <laughs> I actually fucking
1: you, you just tell us a bit about church notes.
0: Church notes. Uh, yeah, that was going, going around the fucking vicars. Oh yeah. I got in the shit about that as well. <laughs> I was thinking of St Mark's church in Wimbledon. They had a Derby and Jer- Joan club attached. So I went and talked to the vicar and said, what's going on? I said, oh, the, uh, the, 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 Derby and Joan Club." Um, uh, the Church Derby—they're they're going to Brighton uh, on Saturday for their day out. So, so I wrote in church that St Mark's Derby and Joan Club's members are waxing down their surfboards, ready for a day in Brighton. The fucking vicar phones up. They're, like, they're hardly surfers. Most of them are ninety. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just the beginning of the of uh, a long line of exaggerated stories in yeah, yeah, your career. That's right, that's right. right, so here we go. Patreon executive producers, very big thanks to Jason Steele, Leonie Thomas, Robbie oh. london Matt Clark, Jennifer the American Whore Lineberger, if you like to be oh, known. Emma Lou, George Mailing, Emil Watters, uh Drumroll 4, Jenny 29. Twenty-nine fucks a night. Dean McCarthy, Martin Gundry, Tom O'Donnell, Gareth Hughes, Daniel Jones, John Priest, Mark Buckley, Dale Pinnock, Joseph French. Johnny swinscoe Kevin Downer,
0: sorry, it's Kev, the worst name fucking ever. Shit
1: name. Paul yeah. Steel as well. Um and that's it. That's everybody. Thank you very so much thank guys. You very much. We'll thank you, you. Next time.